Welcome to episode 54 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountis, and with me is... Eric Sanchez. Eric just woke up. It's not that early, but it's early for him. And he may have a little hoarse voice, so don't judge him too bad. Today's show is his choice, by the way. It's the first episode of WCW Thunder, and he hyped it up a lot for me. So I was a little disappointed when I watched it, but we'll get into well, it. Well, the reason <laughs> I guess the reason I hyped is because I had low expectations for it. Okay. So then there were things I was impressed with. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, or this is kind of nice. Oh, that's a good promo. <laughs> so that's the stuff I was talking about. Okay. But from beginning to end, you know, it's not the best show. No, it's definitely not. But, but it's got its highlights. I guess. Mm-hmm. If you're following, you're not following us on Twitter, guys. Please do. We're at PPW Podcast. Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you are subscribed on iTunes and can leave a review, that'd be amazing, and I would read it on air. And I think I have some, but I can't find it. There's been a couple more since the last time I read some, but I can't find them. Mm-hmm. And if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Find the Positively Processing Podcast store. You can pick up a T-shirt, a hoodie, a, a V-neck, a girl T-shirt, Tyler T-shirt, onesie, whatever you want over at whatamaneuver.net. Yeah, we dog have- shirts. I don't know. I guess if you you can get a depends on how big your dog is, you can you can range that. But no, there's no specific dog shirt. <laughs> you can pick up the shirt and support the show, and that goes help us with our server costs. We have a new design logo out there. It's just as positively pro wrestling. It doesn't say podcast on it, so you don't have to like. Cause it's kind of weird wearing podcast shirts sometimes unless they're cool. Mm-hmm. Not that ours aren't cool, but whatever. I, I get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and we also have the I, I never, love the logo. You, yeah, me too. A lot of people do. <laughs> A lot of we also have the I never complain online shirt. Whatamover.net is where you can pick those up. Uh, anything else going on in your in your wrestling world, Eric? Anything fun or exciting? Can't say that. No. Yeah, it's kind of just like they're building towards SummerSlam on WWE. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff to talk about that broke yesterday with All In, which we can get into a little bit because mm-hmm. we can talk about some of the current product stuff we're liking and then jump into the show. Before we do any of that stuff, I want to do a couple of shout outs and thank yous to a couple of our listeners. Uh, Wrestling Figure Maniac, he's at WF Maniac on Twitter. Make sure you're following him. He's always posting fun pictures of his figures, and he has a tragic story about one uh, a few years ago. He had a flood in his garage, and all of his Minton card stuff was ruined, but he made the best of it and opened them all up and is displaying them. But he's out on vacation. He's been giving a shout-out saying, hey, I'm listening to you guys on vacation, listening to the Fully Posable Show on vacation. Make sure you're following him at WF Maniac. He's been on the show before. He's all the way in Northern Ireland. We'll have him on again sometime soon. And also our friend Ringskirts, who was super awesome. I tweeted this out. He sent us, both you and I, a Attitude Era WWF turnbuckle pad, which they're pretty sweet. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're great. If you want one, he, you can contact him, and mm-hmm. uh, he can 
maybe make one for you, and they're not free, so don't think that, but uh, they're awesome. So if you're looking for a turnbuckle to get them autographed, I have the old-school WWF one autographed by Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart, as well as Ken Shamrock. Thinking about getting this one signed by Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, I think they're two stays of the Attitude Era. We were talking about this before the show started, like, who else can we get to sign it that's actually doing signings? Like, The Rock's not going to sign it. you know. Right. Austin maybe, but I already got his. Mm-hmm. You were like, I don't know, maybe Edging Christian. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't want Billy Gunn and X Pac. I met I met X Pac uh, last week. I'll talk about that yeah. too. I, I had him sign my one two three kid thing, but I'll talk about that. But make sure you're following Ring Skirts. I mention him all the time. He made these awesome turnbuckle pads. He's always posting awesome pictures of figures. I'm sure he'll have new ones coming up soon, uh, new poses and everything like that. Make sure you're following him. Uh, our friend Jeff Schaefer from Schaefer's Pub. Make sure you're following them. They do. Uh, live interviews on Facebook Live that turn into podcasts, so make sure you're following him. And as always, follow us at PPW Podcast. Uh, what do if, you think? If you're going to follow anybody, follow us. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What do you think of your turnbuckle pad? You were like, oh, man, this is sweet. You're blown no, away yeah, by how I cool really it like is. it. Um, you're like kind of blown away by how yeah, legit and it is. Yeah, then I started thinking, I'm like, you know, is this like legit or it's legit. he made it, but it looks like official. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, it, all no, the, I really like it. I we, just, we just need a few more. We'll make a ring down here in the basement. That's we'll, what we need. We some, need to, some ropes. Uh, yeah, we need quite a few more. We need some ropes. <laughs> <laughs> a few pads. I was going to say four, like two more total, but that doesn't make sense. No, we need we need quite a few more. Uh, did you watch Raw last night by chance? I yeah, I did. Um, some of it I just was doing other stuff, so I kind of listened to it. But yeah, a yeah, decent show. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I, to me, I was kind of bored with it. It just seemed like they were just kind of getting to the end with Rousey yeah. and Alicia Fox. Right. And what's driving me nuts is like, oh, my God, they're just like ramming it down our throats in the face. Like, hey, guess what? Natty's turned on Ronda at SummerSlam, so she's going to mm-hmm. cost her the title. And like, that's so lame. But I, I didn't know, hear that part. It's not. They, they haven't said it. But there's no reason for Natty to constantly be there, just standing there smiling unless she's going to turn on her and start a program with Rousey. Because they don't know if so they want the title on Rousey right away. Yeah. Because Rousey's going to be gone for a little bit because she's got her movie coming out, Mile 22. She's going to be promote, promoting the hell out of that. Okay. Uh, that's just what I'm predicting or whatever. And it's – I'm not going to complain about it's something that hasn't happened yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's just like – I'm like – I was just like watching it last night, and I'm like, oh, that's what they're going to do. Well, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to yeah. see that. Uh, also, I really hope Becky doesn't turn a heel at SummerSlam on Charlotte or something like that, because I really want Becky to win the damn championship already. I think everybody does. Yeah, I really do. I mean, if anything, maybe Charlotte just turns back to heel. Yeah, I think Lesnar's going to retain at SummerSlam. Yeah. I really do, and I think Strowman's going to cash in the next night on Raw. That's my prediction. I hope so. Because uh, I think they're going to look for a big <clears throat> shocking ending and all that stuff. I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Ambrose Ambrose is supposed to come back soon, according to the internet rumors and you know all that stuff. And I don't know where he'll he'll go. He'll, he'll slide in somewhere, and we'll see what happens. But there's there's a lot of at least the interesting stuff going on. Was he on Raw or SmackDown? He, he was on Raw. Okay. Oh yeah, he was they, with uh, Rollins. Yeah, and they have the Shield reunion and all that yeah. stuff. And then speaking of the Shield, I'm sure you've seen on social media. There was a raw live or a, yeah house show live event where there was someone in the front row, like a fan in the front row, and uh, he was just had special needs, and he was super pumped to meet Roman. And then Seth Rollins met him and said, "Hey, Roman, get over here!" And they did the three shield fist yeah. pump. It was great. There was uh, it's been shared a bunch of times, and every time I see it, I'm like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Because this kid's like, "Hell yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> I'm in the shield now." He knew what was up, so it's yeah. good stuff, and it's always good to see some positivity out there in the wrestling world. 
The other big news outside of WWE is the all-in show that we've talked about here and there, and they have their broadcast partners. They're going to be on iPay-Per-View on Fight the Fight TV, which we both kind of assumed that would happen. Yeah, I was just waiting for the announcement to come out. And they're going to be on traditional pay-per-view, which is pretty sweet for people that don't want to deal with streaming or anything. Go okay. to your cable, order the pay-per-view. And the first hour of the show is going to be on WGN America, which like they call it the pre-show. And it's going to kind of feel like an old-school wrestling feel where you're watching the free countdown like the show. Like first hour, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, i got to order this. Got to order this. So we'll yeah, see it's what called Zero Hour, which I think is a cool name for that. Yeah, i got to order it. And I think one of the Young Bucks tweeted, I used to watch the Chicago Bulls on WGN as a kid. I'm like, me too. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty awesome for them. And it's crazy to think, like, they just wanted to start an indie show, the world's biggest indie show, and now it's a legit Big show. It's on national television with 77 million people potentially able to watch it. Yeah. It's on pay-per-view. It's on iPay-per-view. There's a week-long event. I got a ticket to – someone sold it to me on Twitter. I get to meet Cody, his wife, Brandy, and their dog, Pharaoh. Oh, that's <laughs> I cool. get the, the dog meet and greet, so I'm going to have Cody sign my Funko Pop over there. Mm-hmm. Another shot I want to give, by the way, is my buddy uh, Mark Caruso. He's going to uh, the Boardwalk City Con in New Jersey. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, if I send you my Young Bucks pop, would you get him to sign it for me? He's like, holy hell yeah. So he's going to get them to sign it for me because all their sellings here are sold out. So I'm, I got that cool. going for me. Lots of positive stuff going on for me right now yeah. in the world of wrestling. And then okay, we're going to get yeah. into the Thunder show, and then we'll turn right. <laughs> there was some stuff about it. We'll talk about it. But <clears throat> first off, why did, let's get right into it before we, we ramble on and on about the current because it's going to take a while to get through this three-hour show. I first thought the Thunder was two hours. It was so did easy. I. Yeah, three-hour show, and we'll get into why it easily could have been two hours. They didn't need to make it a three-hour show. Well, I think they wanted to make it special, and then going from there, I didn't watch anything after that. Recently. I did Thunders? Yeah. Well, I did watch Thunder when I was younger. Well, all right, so why did, you, why did you pick this show? What? How did you end up first off? Because you wanted to do this a few weeks ago, and I was kind of like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because after the uh, the Starcade match with Hogan and Sting, yeah. this was the first one that was going to be after, so I kind of just Well, there was Nitro. Back. Yeah, but I wanted to see what the okay. first Thunder would be like and how they would kind of continue that story if it did continue. Uh-huh. So that's how I ended up watching it. <laughs> so you watch the show with mm-hmm. no expectations because we always hear about, oh, Thunder was the worst show ever and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Initial thoughts. Well, it kind of took me back. I'm like, okay, this is cool, like the logo, the, the music, and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, coming in with the three-man team, Lee Marshall, I totally forgot he was a commentator. Uh, I'm the Laps fan. They call him Shagger Lee Marshall. <laughs> Not Stagger Lee? No, Shagger Lee Marshall <laughs> with that mustache. Yeah. It's, uh, this is, by the way, guys, on June 8th, 1998, the first episode of WCW Thunder on TBS. January 8th. Yes. I, what, did I say September? You said June. <laughs> Whatever. January 8th. That makes more sense. And they've got the the thunder set, and there's constantly lightning flickers. They're really playing into that thunder yeah. set. Uh, the intro I liked, you know, and then like the first shots, Tony, Shaggerly Marshall, and Bobby the Brain Heenan mm-hmm. talking about basically Starcade '97. Yeah, and all about it. I mean, that that's what we're here for <laughs> to talk they, about the recaps of that. Yeah, they teased on Nitro after Starcade that they would make an announcement what's going to happen with the World Titer title on Thunder, mm-hmm. and that was the big tease for this show okay that was the, the big deal the first five minutes of this show is just a recap of nitro yeah it really i think they just want you to kind of be prepared for what they're going to be talking about for that night if you didn't watch nitro mm-hmm. so the first recap they're talking about the uh, nwo being fractured um, right that because they came thing. in like separate limos and all that yeah, stuff it's like hogan comes out with uh, conan and vincent and then hall 
Hennig, Rude come in a second car, and it's like, you know, what's going on with them? And then they do the recap with the official Nick Lambros issues a statement in response to the near riot at the end of uh, Nitro with WCW and sure. NWO. He says that any wrestler um, who violates policy will be fined, suspended, or both. So it's like NWO gets away with all this crap for years. Yeah, now Luke, all of a sudden, <laughs> and Luger even calls out on that later. We'll talk yeah, about that. So all of a sudden, now everybody's got to play by these rules. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he's saying all WCW people, and it's like you know what the hell. And then finally, he just says, you know, that includes NWO people because they're on a WCW show. Okay. Um, so that's like another, I think, a cool storyline going forward in this show. All right. <laughs> you don't you don't think so? It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm on Luger's side, so I'll skip to it in, in a second here. Or we'll, we'll we'll do this first match, then we'll talk about the Luger interview where he yeah. complains about that. So the first match is Macho Man Randy Savage versus Chris Adams. Who knew the first ever wrestler to start the show on Thunder? Chris Adams. They have the match, and Chris Adams wins. Is Chris Adams the guy that Stone Cold talks about a lot? Like yes. being one of his mentors? Type? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gentleman Chris Adams down there in the sportatorium. Yeah, right. I was eating potatoes. <laughs> he always talks about how he was eating potatoes. Right. Like Austin always has the same six. Him, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Kevin Nash, Scott All. They all have the same like six stories they just keep telling over and yeah. over again. Well, you never heard them. Right, Dallas has got the story about how he thanked Macho Man after Thanksgiving. Right, Kevin Nash has got the story about how uh, he, when he made the decision to leave to go to WCW, he's like, "Me and Taker were going to have a match, and, or, or me and Brett were having a match in the cage, and Taker was going to cost Brett, me the match." And then Brett was like, "No, no," and then Taker said, "Mother efforts, not about you." <laughs> he's told that story like six hundred times. I've heard Kevin Nash tell that story. You know, yeah. Stone Cold's always got the story about. Uh, like I said, eating potatoes and gentleman Chris Adams and you know the, the why he shouldn't have turned heel and I was running. Well, up how Japan the, was different when he was there. I was running. Up, when he talks to new guys, they talk about Japan. He's like, "Well, when I was there, yeah." He's like, "I was running up and down the road, you know." He's like, "I was making, I was making the towns, you know, getting my feet wet. I was green as grass, but I got a shot. Green as goose shit. <laughs> green as goose shit. All got the same damn story. Yeah. But we listened to him, right? Right. We listened to him." Anyway. So before any of this, I really like the setup. Like when they come in, I mean, you could tell there's like two little jabronis back there opening up the thunder door for the entrance. Uh huh. So it's uh, it's got the cool like stone wall entrance. So that's yeah. kind of nice. And, and it's got the, the stone wall like ring apron, yeah, yeah. 3D ring apron. It looks like right. stone. You know? Yeah. That that was the theme of here. Thunder and like thunder and lightning really pushed that damn yeah. theme. Uh, like I said, Macho Man loses because, and then end of the match. Luger comes down, smacks the hell out of Macho Man with a chair. Yeah. Jet rolls him in the ring. Chris Adams wins. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of a sudden, J.J. Dillon walks down looking concerned. And they don't really say what he does. He's just looking like, hmm, what's J.J. doing here? Hmm, and they go to commercial. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm, I'm going to skip forward a little bit, but there's a J.J. Dillon interview, and he's talking about the new rules and all what's going to happen. And how he's going to rever- he reverses the decision. Yeah. And Luger comes out basically and be like, "This is bullcrap. We've been getting attacked <laughs> for like, two years and all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm doing whatever I want. You know, I'm on Luger's side. He's right. Luger's out and he's got like a, a like a workout sweatshirt on and his underwear. So yeah. stuff he's wearing, it looks like he's wearing no pants. <laughs> what I liked about it is traditionally, I guess I'm not trying to bash him, but I am bashing him. Luger wasn't that articulate and he kind of got mixed up in his promos. Yeah. And then you can kind of see the pause in his head and then there's like, well, how do I get back on track? It, it was just always like kind of painful to listen to him. 
do promos. But this one was like, okay, this guy's really good. He's passionate. Everything's kind of flowing for a Luger promo. <laughs> for a Luger promo. <laughs> I thought it was good. The only thing that was confusing to me about it is like he's sell telling this to J.J. Dillon. But he's looking directly to the camera, even though Dylan's right next to him. Like, mm -hmm. you should be talking to Dylan, not the camera. Yeah. But that's just nitpicking. Either way, that so that was one of the first positives of this show was the Luger promo. Where I'm like, yeah. yeah. But in the same way, I'm like, well, what the hell? You're right, Luger. I guess that was kind of the point, you know. <laughs> anyway, next up, we have a Hulk Hogan promo where he just talk. He's just typical Hogan promo. Says, welcome to NWO Thunder. And Shivani's mic, like, wait, what? What? You know? And I don't have many notes about it because it's just typical Hogan. Well, problem. what I was confused about, so um, Hogan and Bischoff come out, you know, take their sweet-ass time. They're doing the flex and the pose and all that kind of stuff, NWO stuff. But he gets in, and uh, Bischoff just grabs a mic. It doesn't even sound like he's got the volume all the way up, like on the PA system. Yeah. He's like, and still, you're a heavyweight champion of the world, Hollywood, all Hogan. And it was just like a big pause for nothing. <laughs> and then Hogan starts, you know. <laughs> pause for applause. I guess so. Nobody clapped. Please, please clap. <laughs> so nothing happened. But my favorite part of the promo was at, towards the end, he goes, I've got the largest pythons in the world, and I'm too rich, I'm too big, and I'm just too darn tan. Like, okay. <laughs> And then he throws That's up the, a qualifier. He throws up the too sweet, and I'm like, it's funny now that the Bullet Club stole the too sweet, mm -hmm. and like it's weird to see Hogan do it now. You know, it's yeah. just kind of funny. I like how he always pulled his mouth uh, mouth away from the mic when he does sweet, because uh -huh. he can't get that high. No. <laughs> Hey, man, he does the best he can. He, he is, does. He was too damn tan. Give him a break. I, I do like the tanness with right. him there. Next up, we have a after that Hogan promo. There's a promo for WCW Saturday Night. It's got like the cyborg thing. Remember, remember like the intro, like Saturday Night in the late '90s, mid '90s. It's like a cyborg, and I, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I want I would watch Saturday Night whenever I was home, but I for some reason I didn't know when it was on, even though it was on the same damn time every week. I got confused with the 6:05 Eastern thing right, and right, 5:05. I get confused for Central Time. <laughs> You're like, what time zone are we in? Yeah, and and I guess this will tie back into Thunder. So. When when Saturday Night was on, despite it not being like an amazing show, especially when it was at the D Disney MGM Studios, which was pretty much when I watched it, yeah. the fact that there was wrestling on, it didn't matter. Like, oh, extra wrestling, I'm in. Yeah, same thing with me. You know, now we're so jaded, like, oh, there's too much wrestling, there's too much TV. When we were kids, we would just kill for this amount of stuff, you know? Right, yeah. Even when Thunder came on, I was like, oh, well, it's more wrestling, I'm in, I'm going to watch it, despite what it is. I'm sure I watched it and being excited about it, too. Yeah. And then SmackDown debuted the next year, and it was just like, oh, man, this is more and more wrestling, you know? Right. And, and kids these days are just 2J. They got the network. They can watch whatever they want, which is awesome. I'm not, like, saying it's a bad thing. But when we were kids, man, back in my day, you, just, <laughs> you would kill for more yeah. wrestling. You and know? what I liked about SmackDown and Thunder was that it wasn't just Mondays and Saturday mornings anymore. Okay, now we got more at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Because we were initially it was just Saturday mornings when you'd watch yeah. wrestling and then a Every once in a while, I'd be, my mom would let me stay up for primetime wrestling, but that was pretty rare during the school year. Yeah. We during, didn't always have cable, so the Monday stuff didn't really, like, pan out too well. Okay. So, I mean, when we did have cable, I really wasn't aware of, like, I think it was, like, a little bit more mature wrestling and yeah. commentators versus the kiddie stuff on Saturdays. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember this was, one, I forget what grade I was in, second or third grade, and it must have been second grade because Raw started when I was in, in 93. So I would have been in sometime in third or fourth grade, but I was, you know, up watching primetime. I was like, you got to go to bed. I'm like, no, no. And she's like, look, 
winter break starts next week. You get to watch this for two weeks in a row because you don't have school the next week. So I like shop to bed like, yeah. that's right, I get to watch primetime wrestling. <laughs> like, like, a me- like a weird memory that sticks in my head that yeah. I still have, you know. Anyway, back to Thunder. <laughs> uh, the, we had the J.J. Dillon interview, which we already talked about. And next up is Rick the Model Martell versus Louis Spicoli. So we were talking about this last time, about Rick Martell being in WCW. Yep. I don't remember this. So when this match came on, I'm like, holy crap, he is in WCW. And they <laughs> said, <laughs> Did you not believe me? No, I believed you. I just didn't know when or what he'd look like. But it seemed like all the people in this era were wearing black. Yeah. Like black or white. That's uh-huh. what they were wearing. So he comes out in his black trunks. And he's a baby face for some reason. He yeah. was a, always a heel on WWF. And Louis Spicoli. <laughs> it just looks like a guy. That he's a, he should be at wrestling at the ballpark. He reminds me of, I don't know if you remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He reminds me of Francis. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. If you don't, look it up online. It's Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He also the same guy. He was in Teen Wolf, played Chubby in the yeah, movie yeah. Teen Wolf. Right, right. Two yeah. great, great movies. I just watched uh, Teen Wolf last week. Really? Yeah. Everybody go watch Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox. Now the TV show, the Teen Wolf yeah. the movie. Not Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2 is, if you, I love me some Jason Bateman. He could do no wrong as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Despite what he's ever been in a terrible like Teen Wolf 2, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about Bateman. All right. Anybody else out there all about Bateman, let me know at <laughs> PKW Fox. Hashtag all about Bateman. <laughs> Hashtag all about Bateman. Let's see if we can get that trending worldwide. What do you think of this match? I thought this match was pretty decent. Yeah, it was a decent match. Like, this was the first match. I was like, oh, okay. That was fine. Mm-hmm. And the model wins with a Boston Crab, which was cool. At first, I thought he was going to win with just like a spine buster. Yeah. And he flips him what over. Did, what did they call it? It wasn't a Boston Crab. It was another. The Quebec Crab. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, but that's weird. Is Boston Crab trademarked by WWE right. or something? <laughs> and what I, during, I think it was, you know, excuse me. Careful there. Careful there, Luger. <laughs> Towards the middle of the match, they got, uh, I thought it was Raven's Flock the whole time, but it was called Raven's Nest at this time. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's the difference? I forgot. I there was a nest and a flock. But, I, did, I didn't know. But they were coming down. He's like, oh, what's Raven's Nest coming down for? I'm like, I don't know. Who said that? Shivani or Shagger Lee? Shivani. Okay, maybe Shivani was just confused. Maybe. Because <laughs> I think in ECW is Raven's Nest or some, whatever it was. But anyway, decent match. <laughs> yeah. He wins with a Quebec crab. Yeah, and after this, there's more damn recaps. This yeah. show is all of the... This is what I was talking about, where I, how it could have easily been two hours. They even showed, like, two one full, complete match from Starcade, which we'll get into. Yeah. It was which, a good match to replay, though. Yeah, I rewatched it. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, next up, we have a match from two guys from Japan I've never heard of. Uh, Tenzan versus Orahan? Ohara. Like, Ohara. I guess yeah. I pulled that wrong. I didn't. I barely watched this match. What I thought was cool about this is that WCW had, actually had like a working partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling back yeah. then. And then it's like just to see the ties with that and the NWO, because they did have an NWO in, in New Japan mm-hmm. with, um, what was it, Chono? And then they're saying this guy, Tenzan, was in NWO Japan. Mm-hmm. And then there's NWO um, America and that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, because now there's a Bullet Club Japan and a Bullet Club like Ring of Honor America. You know what I was thinking the other day? Because like my friend and I were talking about, like, oh, what would be cool if they were able to do, like, cross-promotion with WWE and Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that stuff. And he's like, well, he's like, what would you do? I was like, here's what I would do. This is my, this is completely off-topic fantasy booking, <laughs> but I don't really care. So we could, you'd probably have to do it with the crowd, like, after WrestleMania, when it's all, like, the international crowd. They know everybody, all that yeah. stuff is, you know, you have the Shield, you know, the all the top guys in the ring about to, like, feud with each other. He feels in the faces, so, like. You know, like the Shield and like Braun Strowman and the Miz and 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 Brock Lesnar and and whoever your top guys are going to be, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler and 
then you'll buy whatever in about to get into a fight or whatever yeah and the lights go out they turn them on it's the bullet club like the young bucks and cody and and, and omega and they just take them all out and like the show ends with them you know and then you start a, a feud for a year or whatever it'd be awesome i, I think it I would could, be like the crowd the lights turn on they're you know they're bullet club they're doing the gun point at them and then they're just a big brawl it'd be awesome right but they're but doing does, their own uh, thing does uh aj and balor right and that'd be a they, thing too do they join the right that'd be a thing Japan guys i th- i would think you would have gals and anderson join them back and like yeah. aj be kind of like the ddp where he wouldn't go he'd stay back because he's the face that runs the place and all that stuff on raw <laughs> um he could kind of tease back and forth it's 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 fantasy booking and the Balor would have. be the sting who eventually joined later <laughs> <laughs> the demon yeah up in the shadows or whatever we need to bring the demon back by the way it's been a while it has been a while i thought about that yesterday i'm watching the raw and i'm like man He'd be a lot cooler if he came out as the damn demon. When he was facing <laughs> Constable Corbin. Yeah. Somebody said uh, on Raw last night, I, I forgot who it was on Twitter said it, but, uh, you know, Balor walked by Roman, and they were like, oh, man, they missed a gold. They did like a fist bump. Like, mm-hmm. They missed a golden opportunity for Balor to do the too sweet, and Roman do the, the Tomatonga, like, uh, whatever the hell they do on in the in the Bullet Club Japan. They do something different. Oh, okay. Do you know there's that feud right now between the yeah. two Bullet Club Firing factions? Yeah. yeah. So that would that'd be kind of cool. But, oh, well. I think it would have been like an inside joke to like 10 people. Well, 10,000 people. <laughs> but they were, uh, I forgot, Tama was talking shit to Roman yeah. a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Really? Yeah, and then Roman was talking shit to him. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, I guess you just you know keep cocking your fist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're related. Somehow. I'm sure they are. They're all, they're, everyone's ready to, they're all ready to the rock somehow. The rock's like at the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah. and it just trickles down. The rock's every, dad. Pretty much. It just trickles down. Rock's dad got them all into it. Yeah, exactly. Rocky Johnson or mm. High, Chief, High Chief Peter Maivia. There it is. They're all into it. Or that's his grandfather. Or that's the rock's grandfather, which is Roman yeah. somebody's uncle, great, whatever. For sure. We're back on, <laughs> we're back on Thunder after that little tangent. So the New Japan match, you got Tenzan against o- O'Hara. Yeah. I was typing O'Hara in. As, at the same time, I was saying that Bobby Heenan makes an O'Hare joke, like O'Hare Airport. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> so I'm like, joke. that's kind of funny. I'm, I'll put that down. Chicago joke for people. Yeah. What's funny is I texted you today, and I'm like, the Thunder Show's bad. And as, <laughs> and as soon as I said that, my favorite part of the show where I laughed out loud happened. It's next up is Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair, and this is during the feud of, or the turn where Jericho's doing kind of a slow heel turn, yeah. where he'd throw a tantrum then apologize next week. And I guess I, I, on this show, he comes out with a, a brand new jacket. Right, for Dave Penzer. For Dave Penzer. <laughs> apologizing, say, I did this, I did this. And they have a match, and it's a decent little Flair versus Jericho match. Yeah. Jericho it's the first match, they said. First time ever? them to uh, met. Yeah. Interesting. And they have a little fun little match. Jer- or Flair wins with the figure four. And Jericho throws another hissy fit, and then he rips up Penzer's jacket again. Right. And I started cracking up. Like, was it? It was the new one, right? Yeah, the new one. He just can't be ripped it up. It's like I'm sick of this. It's like again, again. Yeah. And I like when he promised. I don't know if this was like the first incarnation of. It. He's like, I promise it'll never ever happen again. Yeah, he barely. He doesn't do the ever. He just. I think that like slowly yeah. adds more. But when he rips the jacket off, I just busted out laughing yeah. here downstairs by myself. Yeah, that was a good part. Yeah, so we got a couple good parts here. As, as we're talking about this, leaning back, it's not that bad of a show. Again, I think you just hyped it up to be like, oh, this is just a must-see well, show. Con- some of the, <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, everybody should watch this. It's a fun show. <laughs> everybody? My, yeah, everybody. Okay. I like Heenan's commentary on this, so I took a couple notes on this one. Okay. When, when Flair is coming out, 
um, Heenan, he's with Lee Marshall, uh, Shaggerly apparently, <laughs> and Tony Schiavone. He's like, all right, gentlemen. He's like, we're going to do a woo on three. He's like, one, two, three. He's like, woo. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone says something. He's like, that's uh, embarrassing. We're never going to do that again. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, Schiavone, you couldn't even woo on key. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was a fun little segment. And then next up, we have another random thing with Ming versus the Giant. Giant whoops that ass. Speaking of yeah. Tamatonga, he's in New Japan now as Haku, which is just hilarious to me that he's still wrestling. This kind of reminded me of the colossal connection with Andre and Haku. Okay. Just because, the, you know, the really big guy and you got Ming, who's really Haku. But Weren't they the Twin Towers? No, the Twin Towers were Hakim and Bossman. And, Boss Man, yeah. Yeah. and he's on the show later in a second, too. So many random people. Um, giant wins, nothing really to write home about here, just right. to build up the Giant more. Next up is Goldberg versus Steve Mongo McMichael. Again, nothing to write home about, but I remember Mongo being much better in the ring than he was. He's not great. I thought he, well, I think it's your opponent, too, but I thought it was pretty good for the two relatively green football players like going at each other. Like I thought it was just really stiff. It wasn't smooth. It was kind of awkward, but it was just it was good for right. what it was. It was fine. Yeah. It was entertaining enough. Uh, next up, we have... Buff Bagwell and Conan versus the Steiner brothers. Just kind of a random match to have. I thought this is when the, I think the Steiners turn heel the next month at Super Bowl. Yeah. Or, towards, towards the end of this match, you could see where Scott is turn, starting to get a little full of himself. Because usually they do a double team at the end called the Steiner line Yep. to finish it. But Scott's in the match, and, and Rick's waiting for the tag. Scott doesn't even tag him. He mm-hmm. wants to finish it himself. And he's, like, posing and stuff. You can kind of – they kind of – uh do the good camera work to kind of show Rick's like, you know, what the hell's going on here? We were supposed to do this move, and, you know, Scott's over there posing and kind of hamming it up. Yep. He's turned his his big Papa Pump turn. Is, yeah. This is the birth of the big Papa Pump. If you ever want to see a Scott Steiner origin story, here you go. <laughs> First episode of Thunder. Uh, you got to quit playing with your can. Just picking it up on the microphone. You click on that thing. There you go. Good job. You want to do a little, a little more noises, just background stuff here for you? There we go, everybody. Anyway, next up we have the replay of our favorite match from Star K97, Larry Zabisco versus Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. I love how they re-showed it, even with the screwed-up finish. Yeah, they didn't try to edit that or nothing. No, no. <laughs> the whole thing with Scott Hall struggling to shove the Platon Bischoff boot. Yeah, He's like, just get in there. And I, I tweeted it out, guys. Uh, I asked on Twitter I, a video of it. It flies off, and Bret Hart just watches it go out. <laughs> Did you slow mo that moment? No, but I should have. It's just I rewatched it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is hilarious. That's one of my favorite moments in WCW history, right there. It's just how ridiculous that is. Even though yeah. it's so bad, one of my favorite moments in WCW history for sure. I don't know about you. But did, did you get just <laughs> it, as much there. just as much joy as I did rewatching it? Yeah. We just did the Starcade show last month, and it's great. I love it. Right. I love it. Uh, after that, we have. Uh, Larry Zabisco interview mm-hmm. where he just talks about, I am the living legend with a new world odor. Like that <laughs> weird, like, like speech pattern he has. Yeah. Like, and Eric Bischoff thinks he's going to beat the living legend. I'm like, man, Larry Zabisco, you're old. 
Do you know a, who Larry Sabisco was when you were a kid? No. Neither did I. I know? mean, I knew him when I was watching WCW. I knew he was the announcer. Right? And like, what's funny is he made a big name for himself in the WWF with his feud with Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I, I always assumed he was a WCW wrestler, so like through and through. But no, he made his big name through Bruno. Yeah, he's really doing some old school seventies, eighties promo here. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah, you know? he's, he's good. He's very good. Um, One of the parts I thought was cool. He says uh, Larry calls himself the master of human chess. Yep. Says he's tortured and made Scott Hall cry, which I'm assuming was in AWA or something. Yeah, sure. Because that's where Hall kind of came from. Um, he said he's got a first-class ticket on a ship, <laughs> on a ship of fools headed straight to Larry Land. <laughs> like, what the hell? Do you think he wrote that down or was that off the cuff? I'm sure he wrote that down. He's like, this is good. i got to put this in my <laughs> this, promo. This is gold, Larry. Gold. <laughs> he's writing it down in the back. Larry <laughs> Land. <laughs> The, the, sh- the first class Larry Land ticket. Mm-hmm. The ship of fools. <laughs> just, he's just hyping up a match. Apparently, he's having a match with Scott Hall at, at the next. That's sold out, right? Yeah, January twenty fourth, okay. sold out. Uh, then up next out, we have Scott Hall versus Ray Trailer. Originally, I wrote Scott Hall versus Big Bubba, but apparently, he changed his name already. Yeah. Ray Trailer gets the W, right? He does. Any notes on the Ray Trailer? Scott Hall match, Big Bossman versus. Didn't we have a Big Bossman Razor Ramon match last week on our show on the on the one on Bash in the USA? I think we did. I think so. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. These guys are just feud They're of just the feud super of the familiar with each other. Super feud here. The, <laughs> Razor versus the Bossman versus Ray Trailer and Scott Hall. And I don't know exactly when SWAT Team uh, Bossman came back to WWF, but it's got to be pretty close because he kind of resembles that look here. Well, with, he's just wearing black a black. Pants. He's got the Kevin Owens look. Yeah, the black pants and the and the cutoff sleeve shirt, but I mean, all he did was add a tactical vest, and he was you know SWAT team boss man. All right, let's take a look and see when the big boss man came back to the WWF here. But I wrote another Heenan note that I thought was funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> so boss man is just punching punching the uh, Scott Hall in the face. Heenan says, "I bet Hall wishes he had a toothpick in his mouth instead of those knuckles." <laughs> so the boss man went to WCW in '93. And then was there until 98. And then he came back to WWF on October 12th, 98. And he returned with a new SWAT team look. And he was Vince McMahon's bodyguard. Yeah, so that's the same year. Yeah, it's coming up. So, well, he's got, well, it's his January. It's the beginning of it. So, yeah, that fall of 98, the boss man leaves. Comes back, comes home to the WWF. Uh, this match was whatever. It was nothing great or anything like that. Any other notes besides your Bobby Heenan line? No, that's it. I mean, he gets the win because uh, Zabisco jumps up on the apron for the distraction. Yep. And then Hooventude versus Ultimo Dragon with the Cruiserweight title. Hoovy wins the Cruiserweight title. Should have been a bigger moment, but it just kind of seemed like it was just in the background. Yeah, I think they just were hyping up a bunch of storylines, and then this one is just kind of on the back burner. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was a good match. It was fine. They say he's champion of the world for the, for the little guys, apparently. <laughs> uh, next, we have a Bret Hart interview. What would you think about that 1-800-COLLECT commercial, <laughs> the replay? <laughs> yeah. There was that, and then there was a Macho Man Slim Jim commercial earlier, too. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart interview. See, this confused me. Like, I was like, why is Bret Hart feuding with Ric Flair in his first feud in W? Shouldn't he be, like, going after the NWO? Like, why is he feuding with Ric Flair? Yeah. And it I all comes know. down to Rick saying... I heard you're going to say that saying you say to my face. The best there is, was, and ever will be. And, like, what's weird about this is, one, I, th- I got first when the interview started, I'm like, this is going to be bad. But I really like the promo they both did together. I, like, I, think that, I thought they well, both they did a good job. they almost did the same promo on Monday. 
Yeah. They watched, they show the replay Monday. So then later in the show, I was doing something when I heard the replay on Monday. So I thought that was happening actually on Thursday. Yeah. And like an hour later, I hear almost the same promo word for word. I'm like, they already played this. So when I rewatched it, I watched this twice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so that was you just love a this show so much. Loved your thoughts. Well, I was distracted, so I wanted to you know replay it so I can take some notes on it because uh-huh. I wasn't really taking a whole lot of notes the first time. Sure, I was just watching it to watch it. <laughs> but and what was weird about the interview was they they talked about Bret Hart being a five time World Wrestling Federation champion. They yeah. say that, which is fine. You know, let's, let's not pretend we're in a la la land where the other promotion doesn't exist. But they didn't bring up the fact that Bret Hart and Flair wrestled WWF, and Bret Hart beat Ric Flair for the WWF title. Like, why wouldn't you say that, too? Mm-hmm. It was kind right. of weird. Like, they should have brought that up. Uh, what's his name, though? Ric Flair had a cool line where Bret, well, he was telling Bret, when you were 14 years old eating popcorn, I was wrestling Brody. I was out in, what, uh, Thailand? He's like, and the Islanders were restless or something like that. So yeah. that was a cool Ric Flair line. But it, Ric Flair and Bret Hart, you would think they would have had amazing matches together, but they never really clicked. You know, I think it was something where they both wanted to lead. And I think Ric Flair's talked about this in interviews before where he said, Brett thinks he's better than me, so, so that's why we couldn't have good matches. He wouldn't let me lead uh-huh. type of thing. And I don't know. Uh, I prefer Bret Hart matches over Ric Flair matches, most probably nine times out of ten, just because Bret Hart's one of yeah, my favorites. same. Uh, not to say Ric Flair's bad, I just like Bret more, probably because I'm a WWF kid. But I just you would have thought that that would be like oh damn these guys are gonna tear the house down but they never mm-hmm. really they never really got that they did where right. they, they got that yeah, awesome I agree. match but still decent little promo here I did like the interview it was confusing a little bit but I liked the interview yeah I I didn't like I thought Brett could have done better on the promo but he he's kind of like a luger too where he just kind of like stammered a little bit he's like well well if you if you don't like it uh, do something about it <laughs> I'm like come on that's the best you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny because coming off of 97, he was doing the best promos yeah. <laughs> ever. You know, I remember that one promo we had at before SummerSlam. He's like, you know, uh, if you ever, if, if the United States of America is a toilet, you'd put the animal right here in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing the best work of his career. Yeah, he, he goes never, out there and drops a deuce. <laughs> never really felt comfortable in, in WCW, yeah. and it sucks because he could have had some fun, but... It just sucks he left because there was so much potential for him in the WWF. You know, what should have happened is he should have stayed with the WWF. He should have held the title through WrestleMania, and Austin should have beat him for the title WrestleMania yeah. 14 instead of Michaels. Right. That would have been the end of that feud. Austin wins the belt, and we'll see where he goes from there, but that that's where it should have ended. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have Scott Norton versus Lex Luger. Love that Lex Luger theme song. That's yeah. about all I have to say about this match that I liked other than that. Yeah, other than that, I thought they were just two big bulls in there going at it, but nothing special. Luger kicks out of Norton's finish, and they make a big deal. Like, no one's ever kicked out of that before. I'm like, that was his finish? (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. No. this. But I I like the end where he gets him in the torture rack, and Buff tries to come in, and Luger spins him around and hits him in the face. (laughs) And then Randy comes in, and he just throws Bagwell into him. I love the torture rack. Yeah. I think it's like visually looks amazing. Like, it wouldn't do anything to anybody, but I love the torture rack. Oh, yeah. So just at the end of it, you got Luger in the ring by himself, and you got three, I think, you know, really tough guys, you know, getting bumped out of the ring with easy stuff, and yeah. they, don't, they don't come in and beat him up. People like to crap on Luger over the years, but 96 Luger, 97 Luger, into 90, early 98, mm-hmm. Luger was over. You know, everyone loved them from Lex Luger. Yeah. And, uh, I was thinking about this, too, when I was watching this. I'm like, you know what we should do? We should go back and do a show on SummerSlam 93. 
because that was like his should have been his big crowning moment. With there's the, also uh, with the Lex Express and Yoko. Yeah. Okay. There's also some cool moments on that show. Uh, the Jerry Lawler versus Bret Hart slash Doink the Clown matches are like underrated like gem. So maybe next week we'll go back and watch that before SummerSlam coming up. Okay. We'll get that. We'll get that in there. Uh, and after this match, there's more replays of what happened. Yeah. Starcade recap, Sting Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, Nitro went off the air. Well, that was kind of interesting because no one saw it. Off the air stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a big brawl because Sting and Hogan had a rematch for their title and it ended up being a huge, crazy brawl. And it was one of the things WCW did that drove me nuts. We're out of time, folks. It would end the damn match. I'm like, no. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought that Raw should do stuff like that. Well, Raw would, like, crap on him about it. They'd be like, this is not some big event. It's going to start two minutes before the air. You're going to get a winner and a loser here. Remember that stuff. But the story with that was that Nick Patrick was the was the uh, the NWO ref. Right. Kind of like, assumingly, because he counted the three on Hogan. Randy Anderson, this is when Nitro goes out the air. Randy Anderson is the ref between Sting Hogan. He gets knocked down. Patrick comes in, counts the three. Sting doesn't acknowledge what Patrick just said. <laughs> so everybody's fighting back and forth, and it just turns into like a big brawl between WCW and NWO. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what are we going to do now? Find out Thursday. <laughs> well, I mean, that's smart, you know, yeah. from a marketing perspective, is leave your audience wanting more, and that makes sense that they did that, but still, it's kind of like, oh, come on, guys, what the hell? i got to wait a whole seven days. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, not in this case. You'd have to wait three days. <laughs> yeah. Was Thunder live? Yeah. Okay. That make that would make more sense. I mean, uh, then we've got the world title discussion where J.J. Dillon brings out Hogan and Bischoff first mm-hmm. and makes it seem like Hogan's going to get the belt back, and they're all like, yeah. oh, yeah, here we go. And then he declares it vacant. And Sting's out there, has an awesome line of, you've got no guts to J.J. Dillon and goes yeah. to Hogan, you, you're a dead man. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, I, he speaks, Sting speaks. Yeah. But he also spoke Spanish. Yeah, Mamacita. Starcade. <laughs> so he does speak. <laughs> well, this is his first English promo since whenever. He came out of a coma and speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the fake sting that beat Mamacita. <laughs> what? At what point would you even think that that's like the first thing you're going to say <laughs> on camera? Mamacita! <laughs> <laughs> Why did he say that? I don't know. So would you ask Sting that to ever be tweet him? Why the hell did you say Mamacita at Starcade? <laughs> well, next time he's at autograph side, so I'm not going to pay for him. I'm just going to shout, "Hey Sting, why did you say Mamacita at the Starcade A7?" <laughs> he's like, "What?" <laughs> he was just like, "I don't know." I don't know. <laughs> Came out of a coma. Uh, so the world titles put up for vacant and ends up being where they decide to have. What ends up happening, I don't know if they announced it here, is that they have a rematch with Hogan and Sting at Super Bowl in February, mm-hmm. where Sting ends up winning. Yeah. You know, in retrospect, it kind of makes sense why they wanted to stretch out this feud. It was such a money feud. But Sting should have just held the title and yeah. just won. And then still, they could have done the rematch still. Yeah. But it was just, you know, so The part weird. about that exchange I liked was uh, JJ's like, you know, you're going to relinquish the title. It's vacant. He's like, give me the title. And Sting's kind of hesitating. He unstraps and he just throws it on the mat. Uh-huh. <laughs> JJ's like, why would you do that? <laughs> so what the hell was that for, dude? Yeah. And there's just the bat under the chin. He's like, you got no guts. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. that. I remember when Sting and Triple H were doing their feud. Mm-hmm. Like, Triple H had the sledgehammer and Sting pulled out the bat. It was like, ooh. Yeah. Like, that's like out of context. Like, you told someone, like, and this, and then Triple H had a sledgehammer and Sting pointed the bat at <laughs> right. it. It was amazing. Like, that sounds like the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But in the world, this goofy world of wrestling, it's awesome. It is you're awesome. pointing to it. Like, you're like, oh, snap. And then he broke the sledgehammer with his bat. <laughs> Good stuff, man. It is. 
is good stuff. Uh, next up, we have our main event, which is Diamond Dallas Page versus Kevin Nash for the United States Championship. It's like a four-minute match, and then there's just more off-the-air brawl stuff, right? Yeah. Hogan interferes, match is over. We're going to stay with this as long as we can, folks. We're TBS, and okay, you own it, so you should stay as long as you can. Well, they <laughs> probably, just cuts off. What they have probably after it? Some, uh, probably t- some replay of Bones or something. <laughs> Bones. <laughs> or uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It, yeah, or whatever it was. I'm trying to think of what was cool back then. <laughs> In 98, what was yeah. cool then? So nothing really Miami happens. Vice. <laughs> it's not that old. Maybe the remake of Miami, Miami, Miami Vice. No, I'm just talking about like, the replays. Oh, okay. Uh, but nothing else crazy happens. That's the end of, th- of our first episode, WCW Thunder. Out of 10, what do you even give this show? I give it a five. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd give it higher. No, I give it a five. I mean, half, so that's of, the, still half a fail. of it was mostly replays. So that's, that's true. So let's say take the replays out, just the show. give it a seven. Okay, so it's a C. I'll better give it yeah. a six and a half, so we'll give it a D minus. All right. <laughs> but, all, you know, we joke about that stuff. This, at the end of the day, is our positively pro wrestling show, and... It was entertaining enough. It was. What I liked is going back and seeing some of the guys that I liked when I was younger. Like Rick, um, Rick Martel? Yeah, Rick Martel. Louis Picot- um, and Francis, Louis Picola. Not Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the name so many times, I don't ever From remember Louis ever Picola. seeing well, him. Well, he's friends with like the Click guys. Yeah, that, so I guess that's where I keep hearing the name. Yeah, because Xbox like, yeah, Louis Picoli. Him and that uh, Montoya guy, whatever, or that, uh, yeah, what the hell Alda is Montoya name? is, is um, what's his name? Yeah, that's what I'm trying Just to Just incredible. Think. Yeah. So I keep hearing that with the click. But at the same time, it's like, I hear his name so much. I don't know if he was from w- or ECW or what, but maybe he was. Well, I typed in um, Louis Piccoli and Louis Anderson came up. So. <laughs> no, they look the same. Uh, <laughs> he performed in Mexico. <laughs> he was Rad Radford in the WWF. That's how I know him. Oh, okay. And he was mostly famous in ECW. Okay. In like his big thing. But, and he performed in Mexico under the ring name Madonna's Boyfriend. So there's some trivia for you. That's nice. Yes, but they're like click buddies, you know. Yeah. Anyway, you were talking about guys you liked growing up you get to see on the show. Who else besides Louis Piccoli do you like? Well, I mean, it's, it's been a while, so it's kind of cool to see uh, Hall in the ring, you know, being young and kind of in control. Sure. Um, giant, when he was young, had long hair. It was mm-hmm. just kind of cool for me to go back and watch this stuff. And he, even just to see, and this is the other thing, the matches aren't even that long. They might be two or three minutes. Yeah. And that's what kind of sucked about it, too. They could have made them 10-minute matches and just not had so many replays. Mm-hmm. But um, to see Jericho and Flair, like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I forgot that it happened. So, yeah. And, again, the best part of the show is, hands down, Jericho ripping the jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> the best part, he just gave him a new one. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to, like, run away. He's like, get away from me. He's like, give me that jacket. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That was the best part of the show, for sure. Um. Anything else about this Thunder? Because this is probably the, one of the more memorable ones because nothing else really happened on Thunder. Yeah. No, that's kind of it. I remember I would just watch Thunder and I don't know, nothing really, like you said, ever really happened on Thunder. Yeah. It was, I think around this time I had a job, probably service merchandise, and no, 98. No, no, no. I was too young. Sorry. I, that was like 2000s, but um I don't know why I stopped watching Thunder. I had to do something on Thursdays when I was in, in junior high or, or mm-hmm. high school. I forget what, maybe babysit or something, but I, it was hard for me to watch. And we didn't have DVR, then you wanted to watch them. You put the VHS tape in there. Yeah. Back in my day, again, type of thing. Overall, like I said, 6.5 out of 10, 7 out of 10 for you. It's not a ringing endorsement to watch it, 
But it is still... <laughs> if you're bored on a, on a Sunday night, yeah. you want to fall asleep. <laughs> no, because it's <laughs> it's just interesting enough to keep you awake, mm-hmm. to watch it, you know? No five-star classics, but there are some decent promos and decent yeah. storyline stuff for sure. What else is going on for you? What other uh, wrestling news do you got? Whether collectible stuff you're looking forward to or merchandise or live event shows, anything else coming up for you that you're interested or want to talk about? I can't think of anything. The only other thing, I, well, I guess there was the A A A W or A W A whatever A A W. A W E. Well, they're doing a Jawbreaker event coming up, and I was reminded that I went to the Jawbreaker event in 2014, and I shared this picture with you. In 2014, Ruby Riot was there. Yep. Um, Athena. What was what's the girl's name now? The black black girl from NXT. Ember, Ember Moon. Moon. Okay. Um, and a couple other ones. I'm like, holy crap! They've come so far in four years. <laughs> you know, from that. You know, Rinky Dink Chicago show through NXT and now yeah. on WWE. Uh, progress is coming to Chicago. I found out next Saturday at the Cicero like arena or something. I wanted to go, but I can't make it. But mm-hmm. like Pete Dunn's going to be there, Mustache Mountain's going to be there, Tony Storm's going to be there. Oh, okay. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. But I can't. Yeah. I can't make it out there. Uh, I, I forgot to talk about this earlier. So last week or two weeks ago, uh, X Pac, Sean Waltman, the One Two Three Kid, Six Pac. Lightning Kid, same guy, mm-hmm. was at the ballpark here uh, for the wrestling night. And he had a decent line. and was taking his time talking with everybody. And I had him sign a custom Hasbro card that somebody had made for me of the 123 Kid. And, like, he stopped. He's like, where did you get this? And I told him, like, oh, someone custom made for me. He's like, oh, you're going to put a Lucy in there, like a loose figure. I'm like, oh, you know, like, figure terms. Look at you. <laughs> and then I asked him, I go, like, I heard you were interviewed for that Toys That Made Us show. He goes, he's like, yep. I'm like, what did you talk about? He goes, Talked about these figures, the Hasbro's. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I got, like, the inside scoop. He signed the picture for me, took the picture. We took a couple of them. And uh, and he was telling me about how, he's like, you know, he's like, what's so funny? He's like, I had boxes of these figures. He's like, but I threw them out because they looked so stupid. Because he had the <laughs> shaved eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm like, man, you could have, like, thousands of dollars. Like, I know I have $1,000 sitting on them. And he goes, he was talking about it on a show. About the toys and maze guys were asking him about it, and they go, "Okay, we'll bring the toy." He goes, "I don't know why you guys think I have <laughs> this toy anywhere," um, but he was super cool to meet. One of the better wrestlers I've ever met, for yeah. sure. You know, he took multiple pictures with us. Looked in great shape. Looked in good spirits. He had his little dog uh, Lou with him. Just an awesome time to meet him and a fun show. And apparently, uh, there's gonna be another one coming up in Schaumburg, which is another suburb by us, a little too far probably for me. Where Kevin Nash is going to be there, and a few others, but it was it was a fun show. It's always cool to meet wrestlers, and I think he was charging twenty bucks for a picture, or I mean, sorry, twenty bucks for an autograph, and got a picture and autograph with him. It was it was a lot of fun. A couple of days after you you met X Pac, um, I wasn't able to go because things came up. You had to watch, <laughs> but Mamma Mia too. No, I didn't have to watch. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, he's going to be at Pro Wrestling Tees like in a couple months. X Pac is doing mm-hmm. autographs. Yeah, he's doing it for free. Yeah. So if you missed it, I was going to say, hey, you know, check this out. If he's you, also really he's also going to be at Starcast coming in. He's got yeah. a few different meet and greet options. He's got a NWO meet and greet, and he's got a one on one meet and greet stuff. So that'll be fun. I'm going to go that Friday. So if you want to come with me, we can go to Starcast. It's right. twenty bucks to get in, just to browse around, and I'm going that Friday, which I'm assuming will be one of the more crowded days because it's the second day. It starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm apparently the entire Schaumburg Hilton. It's the entire hotel is booked for every room. Everything is just for the Are you all staying for out wrestling. There for no. the next, okay. No, no. I mean, it's like forty-five minutes away. I'm not going to get a hotel. Retails for suckers. 
but I'm well, the Hoffman Estate Show is pretty far, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go out there for the day and drive back up the next day oh, for the all-in show. Brain fart. I was thinking the event was in the same area. <laughs> it kind of is. So Hoffman Estates is like 10 miles away from Schaumburg or whatever it is. So yeah. it's not that far away. Um, but if you guys are going to be out there at the all-in show or at Starcast, tweet me at PPW Podcast. Let me know where you are. I'm lived around here my whole life. I can tell you where to go if you want to stay in the city, how to get to the city. My other advice for you guys, if you're going, if you're planning on going to all-in and you're staying somewhere in the city. I would do your best to try to rent a car because you're going to look at, you're looking at about a hundred dollar Uber ride mm-hmm. just because of sur- surge charges and everything. It, it might, it might be worth it and less aggravation for me to do that because Hoffman Estates is not close to downtown Chicago at right, all. Not at all. It's like a good half hour away. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a brand new venue. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it a lot and really happy that they got the pay-per-view thing for when they can't watch it and, I'm interested. I'm interested in how they got permission for that because I don't know. There's the guys other thing all I was over the place for, to see if they would even do it because everybody's got different contracts with different promotions yep. and to accept money for an event like that. Like, how does that work with their contracts? I don't know. Maybe it's just a one-off. They're letting them do. You know, yeah. good good for them. And there'll be merchomania there, and there'll be lots of fun stuff for everybody, and there'll be plenty of stuff for wrestling fans to spend money on. I'm looking forward to it. That is about it I have for this week on my wrestling thoughts and comments and concerns. Eric, you got anything else? Nope. All right, cool, guys. Thank you. And I'm sorry if this Thunder show was torture. Blame Eric. <sighs> Normally I pick it's the show. torture. Normally I pick the show topics. This is what happens. I'll let him pick one. Oh, like, I was legitimately getting mad watching. I'm like, fucking Eric. Man, <laughs> no, show. you were No, I wasn't. <laughs> but the network just added about 50 hours of home video classics content. Okay. So check those out. I'm going to be pounding through those pretty soon <laughs> love those shows love those old tapes uh make sure you're following those guys on twitter at ppw podcast and you're subscribed and you are leaving reviews for us on itunes or soundcloud or stitcher wherever you get your podcasts from head to whatamaneuver.net pick up a t-shirt for us that'd be appreciative i'll probably be doing a giveaway again sometime soon another figure or pop or maybe a book or a dvd or blu-ray something like that it'll be wrestling related follow us on twitter to be entered into that uh, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully next week we will see you with the SummerSlam 93 show. Sound good, Eric? Yep, sounds good. All right, guys, see you next week.